When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to the show. It's a beautiful uh, Wednesday morning. Hope it is where you are and wherever you are. Uh, Just wanted to let everybody know, again, for the Sustainable Success Radio Show, we are on Facebook, and you can find us at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. So there you're going to find on-demand versions of past episodes that you can listen to. In addition, you can find it on iTunes, but at the Sustainable Success uh, Facebook page, you'll find a wide variety of different content, also contributions from past guests. So we strongly encourage you to visit that uh, area. So today we're going to have a great show, but I did want to bring up our sponsor for today. Our sponsor is Danielle Elizabeth, the Fit Life Coach. She's a faith-driven coaching for highly visible women entrepreneurs who have always wanted to be in a phenomenal shape. Danielle helps women to learn to love themselves into amazing shape in mind, body, and spirit. She wants all women to feel beautiful inside and out. And you can find Danielle Elizabeth at www.thefitlife.coach. And right now she has a rocking holiday challenge going on. So if you go to her website, you can find out more information. And that's thefitlife.coach forward slash rocking hyphen holiday hyphen challenge. We encourage you to visit Danielle and what she's doing for aspiring women entrepreneurs to get into the best shape of their lives. Well, today we have a great show. Uh, We have a a New York Times bestseller with us, and his name is Jay Samet, and we're going to be discussing success from disruption. Now, a lot of times when we hear disruption, we think, okay, that's is that negative? Well, when we hear from Jay today, we're going to learn about how disruption is actually a good thing, a good thing for business, especially for sustainability. And before I introduce Jay, I'd like to give you a background for Jay. Jay is a serial disruptor, innovator, New York Times bestselling author, and business strategist who is widely recognized as one of the world's leading experts on disruption and innovation. Described by Wire Magazine as having the coolest job in the industry, he has raised hundreds of millions of dollars for startups, sold companies to Fortune 500 firms, transforms entire industries, revamps government institutions, and for three decades continues to be at the forefront of global trends. Everyone from the Pope to the President calls on Jay to orchestrate positive change in this era of endless innovation. He is a change agent, and that's what I love. That's what sustainable success is about, change, who combines his bold vision and humor to motivate audiences to become disruptors within their organizations. So Jay has obviously been on many stages. He speaks at many forums. He has been the host of a documentary series uh, with the Wall Street uh, Journal Startup of the Year. And you could find Jay just about anywhere where disruption is going on. So, uh, Jay, I'd like to formally introduce you to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Great. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And I and this was a topic that I personally got a chance to hear uh, about a month and a half ago at the City Summit in Los Angeles. And I was just blown away 
about what you were talking about, you know, how great things can 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 occur or come about from disruption. So in our world of, of disruption, a lot of times people will view that like as a negative thing, but discuss how a, a negative can turn into a positive when it comes into dis- to disruption. Sure. So disruption isn't about what happens to you. It's about how you respond to what happens to you. Whether by choice or circumstance, every business, every career will be disrupted. You know, you can make the greatest uh, horse saddles and Henry Ford invents the car. It doesn't matter how good your product was. Your product is instantly obsolete. And we're in an era right now where you're seeing 100-year-old companies disappear. Only 57 of the original Fortune 500 are still around. And yet, virtually every month, a self-made billionaire in their 20s. Now, that billionaire has the same 24 hours in a day that you and I do, but they're using them differently. And so I wrote Disrupt You to teach people how to benefit from disruption, because when we look around us, I mean, think how quickly our world has changed. The, the biggest hotel chain that puts everybody in bed each night doesn't own a hotel. It's Airbnb. Biggest taxi company in the world doesn't own a car. It's, it's Uber. Biggest media company doesn't make any media. It's Facebook. And this goes on and on. Biggest retailer has no inventory. It's Alibaba. And now the fastest growing currency in the world doesn't come from any nation. It's Bitcoin. What all these things have in common is we're now connected. You're one click away from six billion consumers on your phone. How do you reach them? How do you change the world? That's amazing. And and it's so true about like all these innovations. So you mentioned some of these companies and what they've done in terms of, of, you know, like Uber and Airbnb and Facebook. Talk about a little bit about like it was the, you know, how did they go about, how did these companies go about, you know, forming in terms of coming out of something that might've been a a bad thing? You know, maybe there was something not going good. Sure. So most companies, most of these big successes that you think about have pivoted. I mean, one of my favorite examples was uh, 10 years ago when broadband came out, online dating was already popular and online dating sites had still pictures. So three guys sat down and said, wait a second, we're going to make a dating site that has videos in it. We're going to make a fortune. They named the company TuneIn Hookup. They built their site, and lo and behold, nobody wanted to date these losers. But they looked at the data, and they saw that nobody was dating. People wanted to show their friends how bad the dating pool was, so they shared the videos. So in their first year of business, they changed the name of TuneIn Hookup to YouTube and became billionaires in less than two years. So what this is about is we now have this advantage of not only being interconnected, but being able to analyze what people are doing. And for anybody that's listening that says, wait a second, I'm not in a tech business, what's the first thing you do in the morning? You look at a screen. How do you find all your information? You're getting it off the screen. Every single listener of your show, Chris, has written the same amount of code as Steve Jobs, who built the biggest tech company in the world. Zero. Steve wasn't an engineer. Wozniak was the engineer. So you can leverage social media, you can leverage mobile, you can leverage the changes that are happening and say, what problems can now be solved with this infrastructure that was designed by others? 
It's amazing. I mean, just like I, we talked about YouTube, and that was something that I, I don't know if a lot of people really knew about that. You know, they just think about, you know, hey, YouTube just came about and served a need of putting video on. But it's so true how sometimes companies will form one way and then see that something doesn't work, but there's a foundation there. And they were able to adapt and be able to serve, uh, you know, a service or a product that definitely, you know, fulfilled the need. And when I mean, you talk looking- to successful uh, venture capitalists, they'll all tell you the story of the company that they were going to shut down that just was going nowhere and became the biggest success of their life. So there's a big difference that people listening need to understand. There's a difference between failing and failure. Failing is part of the process, you know. Edison tried 900 things before he made the light bulb. Failing is how you learn what doesn't work. Failure is throwing in the towel and giving up. So you never know how close you are to success if you give up. And it is so easy to continue to innovate. And look, I'll give your audience a very simple trick. I can guarantee everybody listening will have a billion-dollar idea 30 days from today if they follow the following pattern. Today, not tomorrow, write down three problems in your life. You know, you were stuck in traffic, whatever it might be. But do this every day for a month. The first day, it's easy. But as the month goes on, you've written down all the obvious things. So you start having to look at your own life and say, what do I assume is the way things are that could be changed? And once we start recognizing those changes, so uh, one of my readers had a great example. Uh, They were taking their morning medicine. The phone rang. They took the phone call. And then did they take the pill or didn't they? That's a problem. Millions and millions of people, it's actually a multi-billion dollar problem. So they took a nickel Happy Meal watch, put it on the lid of the pill bottle, and every time you close the bottle, it sets the countdown clock. So you look at the bottle and it says, oh, I opened it four minutes ago, or I haven't opened it for eight hours. Then they made another version with Bluetooth so you can know whether grandma took her pill or not. Now there's a bill going through Congress because this will save healthcare billions of dollars, and this person will become a billionaire from just following the simple process of looking at their problems. It's amazing. It, like I said, I mean, it's something, you know, really, you know, and like, I, and this is something I also talk you know, as a life and business strategist, Jay, I, I tell people in the morning, you know, when you get up in the morning, you meditate. And as soon as you meditate, you write down exactly what comes to mind. And people would first, when I, when they would start coaching with me would say, well, why am I going to do that? Because I say, without overanalyzing, when you're coming out of meditation, sometimes some of the greatest ideas can come about from that. It might even sound crazy, but you just don't know where it's going to go. And that is so true that you have to write it down. The other thing is people have this misconception that billion dollar ideas are like the flux capacitor and back to the future, these fully formed thing that happens to you when you're sitting on the toilet or meditating. All you have to know is what the problem is. You don't even have to start off with the solution and you can start looking and talking to people in that field. So lately, I'm obsessed with augmented reality. Augmented reality will be bigger than mobile. It will change how we work, how we play, how we live. And some of the problems that we're now solving today with augmented reality are billion-dollar problems for companies. And it's just, you know, amazing. The technology wasn't there before, but the problems have already existed. So all that an entrepreneur does, entrepreneurs don't sell things. Entrepreneurs solve things. Solve for 10 people, you make a couple dollars. Solve for a million, your grandkids will never have to work. 
That is so true. And, you know, again, you know, you're solving problems. You're not selling products. You know, the products are a byproduct of solving the problem. And that's what's so important. And you really, I think when you talked about like, you know, you don't have to know what the product is or the solution uh, in the beginning. It's identifying the problem because you can't effectively design something or, or come out with something that is not going to solve a problem. That's what people are going to buy into. And that's what's going to make a difference. And, you know, in these companies that you've just talked about here, that's, I mean, this is exactly what they've done. They've, they fulfilled a need. They solved, you know, a, a, I guess, you know, a problem in itself. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of non-tech examples that are in Disrupt You. Uh, A a friend of mine that, that I was on a board with, when he was younger, he looked outside and he realized people weren't tying their dogs up in the backyard anymore. Dogs were part of the family. They were living in the house. And they figured people would, would want to feed a member of their family better than they would feed a barnyard animal. So he said, why don't I make a premium dog food? And when he came out with this premium dog food, his wholesale price was more than the retail price of the big guys. Everybody laughed at him. But when Procter & Gamble bought his company, and he was the only owner of it for $2 billion, their largest acquisition ever, people stopped laughing because Iams Dog Food changed the way we looked at dog food. This guy wasn't a vet. He wasn't a food expert. He recognized a situation. And here's the two things that you need to be successful, and this is all you ever need. Insight, like what he had, and persistence. Everything else can be hired. So in Disrupt You, I teach people how to identify problems, how to break it down, and more importantly, how to capture the value. Too many people try to build soup to nuts the entire empire, when most parts of business are cost centers. What you really want to focus on is where you can capture the value that you're unlocking, and that's where the profit is. Yeah, that is so true. And you made an important point about insight because you know, a lot of times people could have a, you know, a great vision of what they're going to do or their company is going to do, but without that insight to see, you know, really to look at the wisdom to identify what the challenges are and how to go about solving that problem, then the vision itself is not sustainable. And that's what's so important. You know, the, and, the insight. I couldn't like agree more, Chris. Too many people skip that step. I'll give you an example. What's the number one most common business to start and fail in the U.S.? Oh, God. What is it? I mean, I mean, I, what is it? Restaurants. Restaurants. Oh, yeah. yeah they come and go. Yeah, <laughs> so what no happens question. is everybody says, oh, my God, I've got the greatest barbecue recipe. And they think that's the base of a restaurant. That has nothing to do with it. What you serve is actually ancillary. So a guy sat down using the same concept and said, okay, what's the insight? What am I solving for? Number one, if you have 10 items on the, on the menu and nobody orders the fish, there goes your profit. Yeah. So he said, I'm going to open a restaurant that only sells three things, okay? Number two, people eat at the busiest times. And if you sit two people down at a table for four, you can't monetize those other two chairs at dinner. There goes your profit. So he says, I'm only going to seat full tables and make people sit with strangers. And since you can't sit till there's enough to fill a table, that runs up your bar tab so it goes higher. Now comes the challenge. What's a restaurant concept where you only have three things on the menu and you'll sit with strangers? And for the past 40 years, Benny Hannes has been making a fortune. Absolutely. He didn't sit down and say, I want to open a Japanese tepiak house. 
What he said was, how do I solve for why restaurants fail? And that's true. That is so true. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of Japanese places and a lot of them come and go. But, you know, those types of Benihana's and some of the other equivalents, they survive. Like, absolutely. Because they're always going to have people around, you know, to fill that 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 area around where they're cooking. So uh, that is so true. And so restaurants, really I mean, it, to, to become a disruptor. And where yeah. it really starts is everybody thinks of changing the world. But nobody thinks of changing themselves. So the real first part of the process of growth is really learning what's holding you back, yes. what's blocking you. And it's really the voices in your head that came from parents and teachers and well-wishers that wanted you to succeed, so they told you what you couldn't do. And too many people give up their dreams listening to people that gave up on theirs. You know, I, I believe we've got one shot on this planet. If you believe in reincarnation, great, you've got more chances than I do. But if you've got one chance, we don't get to live forever, but what we create, what we do in our lifetime can. The impact you can make on our world is immense. It's immense. Why not go for it? Why not really see how you can change the world? And I've been lucky enough to work with so many self-made billionaires and watch regular people that didn't come from means, that didn't have connections, that didn't go to the right schools, literally change the world. Software that I've worked on and websites that I've created are used by billions of people. And so what I teach in Disrupt You is, is how to do this. My goal is to pay it forward. It isn't about me making money. It's so true. Like you talked about, you know, and we have a few minutes till we go to break here, Jay, but you mentioned, you know, it starts with you. And it is so true because a lot of times when we grow up, it depends upon how we were raised, people can, can have limited beliefs. And it's those limited beliefs that will stagnate or prevent somebody from executing a idea that could solve a problem and change the world. And But if people are able to really go within and, you know, unlock that 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 those limited beliefs and where it becomes unlimited, that so many great things can come about from that, and that is so true. So, in summary, we have a couple minutes to break. What what are some of the you know the key points that you feel you know people should take away from what we discussed uh, as thus far here in the conversation? So the, the first thing they have to assume is they're malleable. So as you talked about, you know, if in third grade you, you did bad on a math test, your whole life you're believing you're bad at math. If I gave you that third grade test today, you'd get a perfect score. But that voice in your head hasn't changed. So you have no limitations. That's the first thing. Second, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Doing what everybody else has done will get you the results that everybody else has had. So it's about getting away from that fear of failing, that fear of what other people think. The more you fail and the faster you fail, the more you will achieve. And as counterproductive as that seems, that's the only way you fail your way to success. Failure teaches lessons. Success makes you think that you're a genius. Ah, that is perfect. I, I, and anybody that's listening, you're going to want to hear that again. And if you're just joining or if you maybe missed it, you know, I'm going to have we're, we're going to remind people to go back. I want them to hear that that end of the first segment. That is so key. So, again, uh, you know, we're you're listening to Jay Samet talk about some key points from his New York Times bestselling book, Disrupt You. And we're talking about uh, how disruption can be a great thing, not only for personally you, but our, you know, our world in general in terms of what products and services and the problems they solve. 
that come from it. Uh, again, uh, we're, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show, and we will be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. Uh, we're just coming back here. We're with Jay Samet, New York Times bestseller of the book Disrupt You. And we've been discussing the concept disruption and how that is a good thing for business and also for you personally. And we were talking a little bit about how this applies to people and to companies. But there are some people that are also listeners here that have careers. They may work for somebody. And we're going to discuss how this could also benefit you if you are in a career, whether if you're a lawyer or if you're a manager or director or executive VP for a company, this also can apply to you. So, Jay, getting back when talking about disruption, how can this how does this apply to somebody that might you know be looking at their career right now and they may be looking to make a pivot in what they do? Well, they're going to have to make a pivot whether they want to or not, and that's the reality nowadays. According to a study from Oxford, half of all jobs in the U.S. will disappear within the decade. Let me repeat that, half of all jobs. And if you don't believe that's possible, let me take a quick aside. A hundred years ago, half of all people lived on farms, and they made food for the half of people lived in the cities, okay, beginning of the 20th century. Two inventions, the tractor and irrigation, And today, 1.8% of the population not only feeds 98%, but we export food to the rest of the world. So two inventions wiped out half the jobs, all those farmers. We had the Industrial Revolution, so those people got jobs. Now we have 
automation. You mentioned lawyers. We have expert systems, machine learning, and AI that will be replacing lawyers, accountants, um, mid-level managers. Automation's replacing cooks and servers. There's a, a, a hamburger grilling, flipping machine out there, cleaners. The number one job on U.S. tax returns? Truck driver. Autonomous vehicles will take care of that part of the population. So your job is not secure. The company you work for, you know, Kodak was around for 100 years, you know, go on and on. That's not secure. You have to now commit, if you want to have a career, to lifelong learning. You have to make yourself relevant and a brand and unique and somebody that is needed by that company as the company faces change. You have to get ahead of that curve. And there's so many easy ways to do that. And what are some of the ways, Jay, that you can describe? Because this is so key because I think a lot of times, you know, back in the day, I can remember in my, with my parents, they, you know, they could go get a job and they could stay there till they retired. And nowadays, yeah, that and is the company had a pension and mom could stay home <laughs> and they could afford to put their kids through school and pay off a mortgage. Today, every college kid, every millennial graduates college with a mortgage but no house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. College debt is more than a trillion dollars. Credit card debt's more than a trillion dollars. And yet the average person at retirement in this country doesn't have money to live 90 days. So we are in serious shape. The national debt right now is over 100 trillion and our GDP is only 90, which means it's only going to tip over and get worse. So this isn't a doom or gloom. This is a wake up call. Because you can, again, as I said, disruption isn't about what happens to you, it's how you respond. So you know what the changes are facing your industry. You know the changes facing going on. How can you get ahead of it? How can you learn? I have a quick question for you. Where do um, social media experts or uh, virtual reality experts or any other type of expert, where do these people come from? Well, that's a good question. I mean, the a lot of times when I say when I look at online, I mean, I mean, there have been some cases where these people were, I mean, just everyday people. I mean, people that were, didn't, didn't necessarily you have it. A, yeah, they didn't have a college education. I mean, they, they were just today they were working they at Walmart or they were working at Walmart subject. or Target or something like that. Yeah, and instead of uh, the head of Hyperloop was an Uber driver. Okay, instead of watching the football game or the baseball game or cats playing on a piano on YouTube, you're connected to mankind's knowledge that at your computer you can self-educate your, you know, and, and really master an area that will make you more valuable for your employer, more valuable in your company. I'm, I'm in my 50s. If I was your doctor and I told you I haven't learned anything since I got out of med school 30 years ago, would you go to me? No. No. So why should somebody hire you, keep you employed, pay you more, if you haven't upped your skill set? And let me tell you how easy it is in the world today. So, so a lot of people don't understand that most jobs come through a data search. So you're on LinkedIn. I worked with Reed Hoffman in creating LinkedIn. Uh, I had a small role in it. Reed wrote the intro to my book. Um, but. How much thought did you go into the words that describe you on your LinkedIn page? Employers are searching for certain keywords. I have the charts of exactly what those words are so you have a better chance of being discovered. That's in, in Disrupt You. But it goes beyond that. There was a young man who got out of college and he wanted to do creative stuff in advertising. 
And he was lucky enough to get a job at a big ad agency down at the bottom doing absolutely the most menial, horrible work. And he realized it would take him 20 years to even get to meet the people at the top and do something. So what he did was very clever. He looked online and noticed that the big creative art directors, the famous people in the industry, nobody had ever bought their names on Google search. So for $9, he bought their names, and whenever those people searched themselves and said, hey, I want to work for you, click here to see my portfolio, three of the top five most famous people in the industry called him in for an interview, two of them offered him a job, and he cut 20 years out of his career. Amazing. It's that easy. Now, he had to have $9 to his name, so if anybody listening doesn't have $9, I guess this wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> How a $9 um, investment. But like you said, he went out there and, and looked to solve a problem, and, and that was the key. And, and look at his investment so, was minimal. So it's about looking at life differently. If you have problems in your life, congratulations. Obstacles are just opportunities in disguise. And if you have that problem, you're not so unique and special that you're the only person with that problem. And you know what? Maybe none of the fancy guys who went to the fancy schools that are building fancy technology have your problem. So therefore, they didn't think of building a solution. I have a friend that had a very simple one, mini blinds on windows and everything. Unfortunately, too many kids get choked on those cords each year and die. So he decided to make ones that don't have that and built a multi-million dollar business from his dorm room. Now, there was a whole industry that he had to compete with, but they weren't focused on solving things. They were focused on fighting last year's battle. How do we increase sales 2%? How do we do that? You know, And this is the big mistake is your big companies are so, and I've been a public CEO, are so tied to this quarterly numbers thing because that's yeah. how CEOs are rewarded. When I was a CEO, all that I was focused on is what the board told me to be focused on because that's how I got remunerated. So the little guy can go and start in an area where nobody's bothering him and you're one click away from the world. And you that see this so again true. and again and again. Now, many times the big companies will buy them because, again, the CEO would rather overpay for a startup then risk investing money over a long time that might not pay off and pull down his earnings. So that's why you see companies with no revenues being acquired for a billion dollars. One of the last companies I was CEO of, we had $30,000 in the bank. 18 months later, we sold for $200 million. It's a beautiful world we live in. It's amazing. It's amazing. Because <laughs> like you said, I mean, they don't want to, I mean, if they went out there and started from scratch, more than that likely, you have quarters yeah. and quarters of losses till you get to that point. Exactly. They already, they already got the learning curve already established. They got the people that know what they're doing, and it's just uh, plugging it in. Now, a lot of your listeners are, are in positions that have some aspect of sales. That's what drives business. That's what drives your career. Let me give you another tip from Disrupt You. That's again, all the stuff is proven, and you can you can read read the chapter and verse on it, but. When I started my career, I was no different than anybody else. I didn't understand how the world worked. And if I was dealing with a big company in IBM or whoever, I would go in overthinking it of how whatever I was selling would solve all the problems for the company and da 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 da. That's irrelevant. What you'll find out is the only person that you're selling is the person across the table. So you're not selling what's good for their company. What's good for them? What makes them look good in the marketing meeting? What makes them get a promotion? What makes their job easier? 
solve for the individual and you'll solve for the company. And once you start seeing these little secret paths to the top, it's all common sense. There's no mystic, you know, Midas stone to rub. It's all proven things that I've watched again and again as people set out on crazy paths to create all the businesses that we take for granted. I mean, look at who the largest companies in the world are. They all started during our lifetime. They're not ancient giant companies. In the era of oil and things that we get out of the earth, that's over. Solar is now cheaper. So everything's being disrupted. That means that there's new opportunity. Nobody controls the market. Why not you? And raising money has never been easier. It's not that you have to go to some fat cats or some banks, you know. I never understood banks. If you don't need the money, they'll lend it to you. But if you need it, they won't. But now you have venture capital, private equity, and crowdfunding. You just have to provide a solution, and everybody that would benefit from that solution will give you the money in advance. And now you have new things called ICOs using Bitcoin and Ethereum. And so now you have multitudes of ways. There are no gatekeepers to your success. The only one stopping you is you. You. It's so true. And then we talked about limited beliefs before, again, where it starts with the individual. It's so true. So true. And that is, uh, so anybody that's listening here that is in a career, I mean, take note of this. And if you need to listen back, I mean, you can you can listen to this episode over and over again on the Voice America Influencer channel, as well as through iTunes. This is really important stuff where even better, you got to get Jay's book, Disrupt You. So Jay, and, and if you listen this far into it, I have a, a free gift for yeah, everybody but, listening. There's a companion workbook to disrupt you. It's 40 pages, it's exercises, it's thought-provoking questions, so you can start your disruptor's journey map and really figure out where you're going. I will give this to every one of your listeners, Chris, for free. Just go to jsamit.com, click on the link, and download it. Um, Again, my name, J-A-Y-S-A-M-I-T. But I'm doing this if I can just get on a soapbox for a second. I believe that when we look at the big issues that we're facing in the globe right now, you know, from ISIS to our inner cities to, to, to violence to 80 million refugees, these things aren't about ideology, nation, or whatever. This is because there's a massive shortage of jobs. The millennial generation is 2 billion people. That's more people in one generation than were on the planet when I was born. So yeah. if we don't have jobs for all these people, democracy goes away. The only people that create jobs are not politicians in Washington. It's the entrepreneur. So if I can encourage and help more people be successful, then we have a stable middle class and we have a great nation and a great world to live in. If we don't do these things, life as we know it goes away. So that's why I'm on the soapbox. That's why I'm dedicating whatever time I have left on this planet to really trying to help people. The book's now in six languages. I spend my time traveling the world teaching this because so many countries don't have this advantage of thinking like entrepreneurs. Our country was built by explorers, but it was settled by settlers, and I'm just tired of people settling. And, and you made an interesting point when you talk about companies, like, you know, when, you know, you have established companies where they, they you know, where the CEO reports to the board and, and they have to report quarterly earnings and they're fo- focused on the short term uh, solution rather than the long term. I think, it, I mean, even for big companies, they need to go back to their roots. You know, this is where, where innovation takes place and, and, and they got to be able to put the politics to, to the side that 
that it, innovation and creation are the lifeblood of our business, capitalism. You, you and, and I know this, but when you become a CEO of a public company, you're like that piece of meat in the freezer, okay? <laughs> There's an expiration date stamped on you. And exactly. You've you got so much time. You're right. Yeah, you got to do it. you got to do it. The of a CEO, a CFO, and a CMO are half of what they were when I got into business. So there isn't the, I believe in this company and I'll hold the stock for 10 years mentality anymore. There are computer programs that the big hedge fund guys do that move money every second of every day. So no one is being patient with a company. And so that's this, 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 so you say, wow, that's a horrible system. That's the worst. I, like, it sucks. No, what that really means is what a great opportunity and what a great time to be an entrepreneur and start a company. Because you're not competing with the R&D labs of the biggest companies in the world. Those things have been, you know, cut down to the bare minimum. Let's take the iPod, okay? Huge revolution. Took Apple from being a computer maker into consumer electronics and changed the world. What piece of the iPod was made by Apple? The profit. Yeah. Everything else was outsourced. It wasn't developed internally. It wasn't designed internally. It wasn't, none of the components were made internally. So that's what you have to do. You have to start thinking about that you can have access to all these things. What you have to figure out is the insight of what the market wants. And the market will tell you. Because you can ask people. And that's another thing, too, I think, you know, when you look at asking, I mean, that 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 is an art in itself in asking people. And I think sometimes people don't really understand what asking really is or they don't know how to really ask. You are so and, right. And let me tell you the mistake people do. People ask well-wishers, friends and families, what do you think of my idea? And they go, oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. And then they go out to raise money and they don't get any because – a venture capitalist and private equity guy will never go and look you in the eye and say, your idea sucks. Because your next idea might be good and he wants to keep the relationship. You want to find people that will tell you why your idea sucks. You're going to find customers that will be honest with you. And here's why. Because if you can start fixing it and refining it between your ears, you're not spending money and cycles and time. And what you want, and I have a whole chapter on this in, in Disrupt You, is the zombie idea, the idea that nobody can kill. So I go out when I start new businesses and ask those that I think are the brightest out there, kill my idea. Tell me why I'm going to fail. And thank them for them. Thank them for being critical because too many entrepreneurs are ruined by praise. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they, they want to hear, you know, they, they hear what they want to hear. But, you know, I think it, it, it has to be both sides and especially somebody that's unbiased that is going to provide honest feedback and insight to how things can maybe improve. And and you got to look at all both angles in order to, you know, be able to come to the table with something that is truly going to solve uh, somebody's problem. So, Jay, we have uh, about less than a minute till we go to break. So, to summarize what we were just talking about, uh, just again, just to let the listeners know what are some of the key tangibles that they could take away from so this uh, segment. Your career is going to be disrupted. We're going to an era where many, many jobs are being automated. Uh, 2.6 million robots were hired this year. Each one replaces six jobs. But if you continue and commit to lifelong learning, if you look at solving problems within your company and becoming an entrepreneur, you can make yourself bulletproof. You can make yourself desirable and you can make yourself unique 
and then you can figure out how to promote yourself even to across the industry so that other companies will want to pay you more to come and work with them. Wow, so true. I, I, this was a great segment. So again, folks, take notes. I hope you're taking notes that are listening, those that will be listening later on demand. This is some powerful stuff. Again, you got to get your hands on Jay's book, Disrupt You. This is going to be a game changer for those that are really looking to make a difference uh, for themselves in their business or in their careers. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show, and we'll be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else? Like a personal life, family, fun. Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with host Aaron Scott Young. We'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Influencers. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're here with Jay Samet, New York Times bestseller for the book called Disrupt You. And we're talking about success from disruption. And we've covered a wide variety of different topics related to disruption in terms of, you know, business uh, from a personal perspective. And also if you have a career and you work for somebody. So, Jay, I wanted to find out, based upon from the book Disrupt You, I mean, our world is facing so many different issues. How can the principles from your book apply to issues like climate change, hunger, education, and so forth? Great, great question, Chris. So, you know, at some stage in life, when you get past the how to feed yourself, and it's great, I'm a capitalist, making money is great, you really ask yourself, why are you here? What's the purpose? And, And I truly believe the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. And so you can take these same principles that could give you personal success and satisfaction or build a company with and tackle the other problems, the big obstacles, okay? Where, how are we going to deal with water shortages? How are we going to deal uh, with the educational system that's broken? Any of these things, they follow the same pattern. And, and I'll give you an example. When I sold my first company and I was, I was young, um, this was 25, 30 years ago. I realized that the internet was coming along and this would be a chance to give people equal access to knowledge. And if you remember Brown versus the School of Education was this, this whole concept of you know, separate but equal schools, which wasn't true. And now we could give everybody the same access to knowledge. But no school in the country was wired for the internet. This was before Wi-Fi. So I started writing about this and talking about it, and one day I get a phone call from a guy with the worst imitation Arkansas accent pretending to be Bill Clinton, and I had to embarrass myself because it was actually the President of the United States calling me, and I made him prove it because he wanted me to work on this. And the reason I tell the story isn't a me, me, me. Brought me to the White House and said, yes, we need to get the internet into every classroom. Go work on it, and one minor thing. We don't have a penny in federal funding for it. But here's the good part. When you have a big idea, it attracts other big thinkers. And before you know it, 18 months later, every classroom in the United States had an internet connection without one penny of taxpayer money. Communities got together, unions got together, everybody came out and pulled cable, and they did it for our kids. So you can do it, okay? And there's nothing more gratifying than taking on a giant problem. And I'm watching people do it all over the place. You know, uh, Eunice came up with micro-lending in in Bangladesh and and took millions out of poverty with a $27 investment. You know, it's about thinking. It's about really saying, wow, I can do it. And when you really talk to people nowadays, they're looking for purpose and meaning in their work. It's not enough just to say that, you know, I paid the bills. And why not make a difference? Because we are facing these problems. So you're seeing a lot of people doing sustainable technologies, a lot of people finding ways to grow food with less water, vertical um, uh, farms in abandoned high-rise buildings in cities. So much innovation happening that is reducing the carbon footprint that is feeding people the, the Warby Parker or Tom Shoes model where you buy one and one goes to somebody in poverty. There's so many different ways to do this. And you'll find when you have that purpose, 
here's the secret. The secret is when you're doing a business just for yourself, when things are tough, you're sitting there alone trying to deal with it, and it's lonely and it's hard. When you're trying to do something that helps the world, there's always somebody ready to help you be successful. That is so true. That is so true. And there's like, I love the fact with the purpose and having meaning that that is so important. And that's what makes things sustainable. And I've met some of the most amazing people working on these, these, these giant projects. And, and each time I get called and asked and we, we go and tackle another big issue around the globe, those are the things you remember. You don't remember how much money did you make on this deal or that deal. That, that stuff just becomes really lame to me after your needs are met. But really figure out what difference can you make. I mean, Bill Gates had the most money of anybody on the planet, and he was pretty much bored. But somebody said, why don't you do something that no one's ever done? Why don't you wipe out a disease on the planet? No one's ever tried to do it. And this year, he will finally achieve his goal, and there will no longer be polio on the planet. No one will catch it in the future. We won't need vaccines for it. It'll be gone. I bet you he feels better about that than becoming the richest guy in the world. Well, absolutely, because, I mean, you think about that, that's priceless. And and that's, you know, here, you know, you've taken somebody who could have had a very difficult life, depending upon it, especially if they were from a third world country, and here you're able to eradicate it, and, and they have a chance to live a normal life on some level. Yeah, so I've the, met amazing people. There, there's a wonderful guy who takes those white stacking chairs that you get for like $5, $10 at, at yeah. Costco, puts bicycle wheels on them, and it's a very flimsy, low-cost wheelchair that he sends all over the world. Because in most of the world, if you can't walk, you're laying on the ground and your world is a nine foot diameter. Just the ability to look people at eye level and to be mobile changes those people's lives. So again and again, people are taking basic, basic fundamental issues and making a difference. And if you think back on the, on the Bill Gates, well, it's easy for the world's richest guy. Let me just take it back. Bill Gates' first company was a genius idea. It was called TrapoData. What if you hook up computers to traffic lights to reduce urban congestion? Now, this was the 1970s. They went to cities, and they laughed at them once a computer. And his first company with Paul Allen went bankrupt. His second company was Microsoft. So the lesson there is you don't quit. You don't yeah. give up. You don't throw in the towel. You learn what you learned. And every time... You fail, and I've failed more than most, and, and, you know, Michael Jordan missed more shots than he took. Every time you learn a little more, and when you go and pursue something, what happens is you're going deeper into the woods than most people bothered, and that's where you discover the gold. You set off on your journey not knowing all the steps to get there, but that's when you uncover ideas and pivot and things that you didn't think of because nobody thought of them because nobody went as far as you did. And it is those moments that are the truly great moments of your life when your back's against the wall and all of a sudden you go, aha, and you find a solution. Ah, that's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, Jay, I'd like to ask you, you know, might have, you might have touched upon this, but I wanted to, you know, again, I guess the listeners, I wanted to hear it again. Why did you write Disrupt You? What was inside of you that said one day I got, I got to get this out to the world and 
What was so that? There were a number of things. So, so one of the ways I was giving back is I was teaching at the largest engineering school in the country, USC, how to build a high-tech startup, and I was teaching at other places. And two of my kids in, in their 20s you know, did $150 million their first year in business, but other students that were so bright didn't understand how the world worked. And I, and I ran across this again and again in business of people that had such a myopic understanding of how the world works. And you realize we don't teach people any of this in school. We don't teach it in college. One of my sons has a Harvard MBA. They don't teach this stuff at, at Harvard. So why not take the, how the world really works, break it down from every aspect of business, because I want a stable middle class. I want us to live in a democracy. And we've had the middle class shrink you know, 2008 was a horrible recession and lots of people lost their jobs. Today, stock market's at an all-time high, but those same public companies employ 2 million less people than they did before. They've yeah. gotten more efficient, and they're going to shave off millions more jobs. So unless we teach people, either at the midpoint of their career when they lose their job or when they're coming out of school, how to build businesses and how to succeed, we all suffer. I've been to countries that don't have a middle class. The rich people live behind gates, okay? Everybody else, not so good. Yeah. We don't want that I've for this it. country. I don't want that for the world. Especially, now, if there were no more problems to solve, then, you know, disrupt you is a waste of time. But every time I look around, there are so many things that there are simple, available solutions, and it just takes an entrepreneur with that insight and that persistence not to quit. And you'll see yeah. again and again the stories of persistence. And I'll tell one last one from uh, a woman's perspective. A woman had a sales job down in Florida, and they required a very uh, conservative company that she wears pantyhose. And it's hot and humid, and you want to wear sandals and whatever, and pantyhose looks stupid in sandals. So she tried cutting off the toes. She tried this and that. She kept on experimenting until she finally came up with something. And all the hosiery companies were up in the Carolinas, so she drove up there and said, hey, why don't you guys make this thing? And they all laughed at her. They were all men. She didn't have a penny. She went into a Barnes & Noble and bought patents for dummies. She wrote her own patent. And today, Spanx has made her a billionaire and oh, is one of the most successful again. products in the world. So That is so true. So, I mean, if you're to summarize what you just said for the listeners, is that, again, you know, you, you, solving a problem starts and ends with you. You can't just depend upon other people in itself. People are going to come when when they see that you're you're going somewhere with it. So it really comes down to you, and that's what's so important here. If anybody wants to have a key takeaway from what Jay just said, Jay, we have about a minute left. Um, I wanted to let people know where they can find you, what you're up to, and and so forth. So right now, I'm, I'm vice chairman, independent vice chairman of Deloitte, and working on changing businesses and disrupting businesses, which is a lot of fun. But my personal website is jsamet.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Entrepreneurs need motivation, so I tweet out daily motivation and insights and, and stuff to really help them and across all social media channels. Great. I want to thank you so much for uh, giving your time today. This was just really some great information and insight and wisdom that the listeners are going to take away and those that will be listening on demand going forward. And we're definitely going to be getting that out there because we want this message to really 
really uh, uh, take root in people's minds so they can start making a difference in our world. And again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one. Thank you. And again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We want to thank you listeners for tuning in today. And again, uh, make sure to pick up a copy of Jay Samet's book, Disrupt You. And we will see you next Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.